Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters, and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. And welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. And before we get into the show today, I just want to say a quick word from our two sponsors. Everybody go check out Campfire Blend Coffee. If you have not already looked at it or tried it for yourself, please do so. The new amazing rum blend is out for the holidays. You can also get the smoother than your dad's aftershave whiskey blend. Uh, the roast, this roast is hotter than your mom. An okay boomer decaf. The stronger than your uncle's blowtorch dark roast. That's my husband's favorite. And also the B-Town Rub Down Whiskey Coffee Meat Rub. So go check out CampfireBlend.com or follow them on Instagram at CampfireBlendCoffee. And also today we have a very special sponsor joining the show. So you can go to MyPillow.com, put in the promo code Janet and save up to 66 percent off of the site. They have a lot of different sales going on all of the time. They have a lot of amazing products. We have several mattress toppers and I think we have 12 pillows now. So I'm looking forward to some more of the items so we can test them out and I can tell you how that goes. The promo code is also good on my store products. So mypillow.com promo code Janet, or you can go to the 800 number specifically dedicated for my show. It's 800-976-1152. So go get you some products for the holidays. So today I have on a very special, very fantastic, very beautiful guest, Miss Jackie from Bootleg Media. And I am so tickled she's joining me today. Welcome, Miss Jackie. Thank you so much for having me, Janet. I'm so excited. And I've been watching you for, I think, a year now. <laughs> I'm so excited that uh, I that you agreed to come on my show because what you do is amazing. And for people that don't know who you are, um, I want you to tell them not only about your Instagram account, but also everything else that you do. Sure. Um, so just like, you know, everybody else started to use social media as, you know, a means to get the truth out there. And um, over the past like year and a half, I've built uh, two Instagrams. You know, one was the backup account, of course. And uh 
you know, I'm just really proud that it's I've, my biggest page has reached um, over 18,000. And then the backup is at over 15,000. So I'm like blown away that it's gotten to that point. Um, and my most recent project has been a directory, a website for Patriot owned businesses, because I kept seeing, you know, all these businesses speak out and get deplatformed or just get so shadow banned. They had no engagement at all. And social media is just such a huge, huge way for businesses to make money. And I was, I was getting, you know, kind of pissed off when businesses wouldn't speak out their, their beliefs and speak out against the woke left. And like, you know, you know, kind of, I, I hated when, when any business posted BLM stuff, I was like, okay, like, you know, that's that I'm not going to spend money there. And so I was looking, so, you know, everywhere I could for the businesses that were um, like-minded to my views. So it all started with um, just a, a highlight on Instagram, you know, that you can make those little bubble highlights. And um, I just started asking my followers for um, like-minded businesses and they, you know, they're so wonderful. I have 82% of my followers are female and they're, and they're all just so great and so helpful. And they um, just kept, you know, rolling in the suggestions and, um, it all it all formed from this highlight I made. I started this directory. I reached out to my friend Michelle, who's a very talented web designer, and I was like, "Can you turn this highlight into a directory so that we?" I, I you know, it was it was just kind of building something that I was interested in, in wanting and needing, and it turned out that a lot of other people agreed and needed that too. So, um, we have over a hundred businesses on there now, probably closer to one fifty at this point. Um. There's also services and, um, you know, you don't have to be selling a product if you are someone that has like, you know, I, my friend Mac is like a breathwork instructor, like he's on there. And then soon we just upgraded our plan so that we can have like an interactive map of the United States and you'll be able to click on your state and see the businesses that are local to you. I mean, obviously the states are huge, so it might not be local to your very town, but at least you can, you know, try to narrow down who you're supporting if you want it to be more localized. And especially that'll be helpful for the services. I know a lot of real estate agents have reached out to me. They want to get on there. And so anyone that kind of has a job that's like that, we want to be able to get them business from like-minded people. And um, that's just kind of, I really am into the idea of the parallel economy. It just makes so much sense. And um, it's a huge, you know, way to fight back, huge way to fight back. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. I think that's fantastic that you're doing that because there are so many people in that same situation where they are looking for other places to spend their money instead of big box chain stores and things of that nature or quote, wink, Whole Foods, type stuff. Right. And so it's so important that you're doing that and that you have a list of that. Where can people access that at? Yeah, that's freedomshopdirectory.com. 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 And it's free to access. It's free to be a part of. If you are a business owner, you just have to submit an application and I'll get you added. We run strictly off donations. There's a donation button. You can Venmo bootleg media if you think the directory is helpful. And also, I really like to say to people too, like, you know, <laughs> my, my followers are very kind by comparing it to Amazon, but it is nothing like Amazon, I wish. But like, that's just not realistic. But, um, you know, what it is, though, is 
I understand U.S. products are like more expensive than, you know, China, but um, you really just have to put it in your head that you're giving money to people that are going to keep stimuli- stimulating the, the parallel economy that needs to be stimulated. You know, small business owners aren't shopping at Amazon every day. They, they're, in a, a, they're in their own community of other small business owners and they all support each other. So it really is, makes a huge difference when you're putting your dollar towards that. And especially with, you know, how back and forth this war we're living in is, you know, we have so many days where we're winning and then so many days where we're losing. And on those days where you're just like, this is hopeless. And we are like, you know, if you really feel like we're taking an L, like go on the directory and get a little retail therapy, eh? And help out the economy. (laughs) That's how I look at it. I'm like, you know what? This sucks. Like, you know, no one's arrested yet. Damn it. I'm buying myself a candle. (laughs) As long as they don't carry Gwyneth Paltrow vagina scent candles, I'm okay. Okay with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> For people that think that's a joke, that's not really a joke. It's it's honestly true. She was selling yeah. candles that smelled like her <clears throat> muffin. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. That that wouldn't be a calming scent to me. No, that's especially having come from the medical community, I can tell you that that is not a calming scent. In any way, shape, or form, ever. (laughs) I think I just saw somewhere someone said there was like corpse scented candles. I'm like, ew. Oh, that's. I used to work in a morgue. Um, I used I used to be um, a an assistant for autopsies, and so um, there are some very foul smells. So I can't even imagine like wanting. Yeah, yeah, no. Because my whole trick was put Vicks under my nose so I would not smell those things. Yeah, no, thank you. Genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Genius. So what did you do working in a morgue? Um, I was an autopsy assistant. So I actually got to um, help do autopsies and uh-huh. cut up bodies. The craziest and, yeah. like, cause of death you've ever seen? Um. I don't, I can't say that it was crazy because nothing, nothing phases me from being in the medical field for so long. Um, But the grossest stuff is burnt bodies. Burnt. Oh, that would be the, such an awful way to go. Oh my gosh. I just saw today and this is getting, of course, no news coverage. A woman in Australia set herself on fire. She, She made a sign that said, mandates are killing us covered herself in gas and her car in gasoline and set herself on fire. I don't, I saw that, but uh, here's my thinking on that. I don't know that I would want to do that because in, unless she died, because what are they going to do? They're going to stick you in the hospital and what's going to happen when they stick you in the hospital. Yeah. They're going to put you on remdesivir and event and, tell you that even though you're burning alive from setting yourself on fire with gasoline, that it was caused by COVID. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think, I mean, the article said there was no, that uh, they didn't know the state of her condition, but I, I would imagine she died. I mean, I agree. I would want to be dead. And if I'm doing that, I definitely have no, I would have no will to, or no plans on surviving that. If I did that, I wouldn't want to put myself through that just for shits and giggles. That's yeah, because burns are so ungodly painful anyway. And right. there is like no escaping the amount of pain that comes from those. Uh, pain medicine does not help that. Like the nerve and so damage. I, yeah, I can't imagine like wanting to so do that. Sad. 
voluntarily. Right. Or otherwise. I don't know. Right, right, right. I, yeah, that would probably be the worst way to go. That's rough. Yeah, that's craziness. So tell me, like, how did you get into doing what you're doing now? Yeah. So um, I was 21 when I'm 26 now. I was 21 when Trump and Hillary were running against each other. And I was in college at University of Iowa. And um, I didn't care at all about politics. I actually was my, you know, spending my free time eating up Hollywood gossip. That was what red pilled me was Hollywood. And um, I just, I did not vote. And I if I did vote, I actually would have voted for Hillary, which makes my stomach turn to even say, but, um, yeah, I just was 21 and clueless and, you know, eating up the, I'm with her crap and like, just didn't know. But, um, it was really like right after Trump got in office, like January, 2017, where I was like pretty much rocket launched through like Twitter threads. And like, you know, it was a lot of, um, Harvey Weinstein, Dan Schneider from Nickelodeon. And then like, you know, at this point, I already know Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes, Britney Spears. I know that they're all off their rockers. And I just start, you know, cl- clicking all these, connecting all these dots, really. And that was about like eight months of rabbit hole, just strictly about Hollywood. Like I couldn't get enough. And oh, and also a huge, um, a huge aid in, in that was this, you know, people think Q is the first anonymous person on the internet, but that's just so far from the truth. I was following this, um, entertainment lawyer guy from he's just like a Hollywood lawyer and he has a website called crazy days and nights and his he had these things called blind items instead of cue drops and um they were all about Hollywood and it was like you know the real reason Justin and Selena broke up is because Selena had to give an abortion in her church and you know it like ruined them and then like Jennifer Lopez doesn't sing her own high notes she you know like like all sorts of stuff and I I'm reading this and I'm like okay like if there is any truth, to, and he had everything on there. Actually, he has a ton of politics stuff on there. He had a ton of stuff about the Bidens on there, and I didn't even know it because I was only looking at Hollywood stuff. But um, I just kept reading these blinds, and then I was just like, if there is any truth to what this guy is saying, like we have a huge problem. Because <laughs> I was like, it is <laughs> not what the media says is happening to these stars, you know? And so it was just um, a big, like, whoa, I'm figuring out that we are being lied to on a massive scale. And so like after like eight to 10 months, I my Hollywood rabbit hole got me to Washington, D.C. And so I'm like, well, I, I don't know anything about politics. Like I can't, I guess my, my research stops here because I don't know, you know, what to where to even begin now. And um, it was Epstein's arrest. Well, so then it was like another year of like, I'm hearing about Q, hearing about Q. I'm thinking it's like some cult and like, just like, don't understand it, which is so funny because I'm literally reading these blind items that are like the same thing. <laughs> and, right. Um, and then like, uh, it was when um, actually Project Veritas in 2018 dropped that ABC Amy Roback video of her saying she had the Epstein stuff four years ago and that ABC wouldn't let her on the story. That was when I was like, okay, this Q thing is real. And this is all like, all of my suspicions were verified with that video. Um, so I had been talking about Epstein on my personal Instagram and I got banned along with Facebook in the same day. 
That was <laughs> can't talk about Epstein now. It, it actually, it was. It wasn't even Epstein that got me banned. It was. Um, I said that the California fires in 2020. I got banned in 2020. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like March, April of 2020, when the California fires were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I got banned because a Q drop posted the. Uh, mugshots of the arsonist setting the setting California on fire, and you know the news was saying it was climate change, and I posted the mugshots. So I'm literally like taking cue drop drops, basic. Well, I wasn't even taking the drop, just like the photos from the drop, and um, posting it. And then I said that like it was proof that you know it was arson, not climate change, and and I may have posted a super inappropriate meme of Cardi B, uh, wet ass <laughs> pussy, uh, putting out the fires. <laughs> Wop, wop. So that could have gotten me banned or the truth. I'm not still, I'm still not sure, but I I think it was the fact I had the mug shots. I just want to say she brags about it being sloppy enough to put out the forest fire. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, maybe she can. Who needs fire trucks anymore? (laughs) (laughs) I used to love her and now I'm like, I can't believe I ever. (laughs) <laughs> just like, I'm just like literally a entirely new person than I was, you know, three years ago. But um, yeah, so it just kind of, I kept, I got banned and then I got banned um, election weekend with everybody. But then those accounts were like revamped eventually. So like, I don't know, now I have too many accounts now that they're, you know, they've come back. My personal is still gone, but um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I just kind of kept building on that. And I was showing my face and talking about Q like from the beginning of making that Instagram account. And I think not a lot of people were doing that at the time. It was a lot of anonymous people. So, so, um, I, I I made a point though to, to show my face. Like I thought about it long and hard. I was like, okay, am I going to show my face or am I not? And then I was like, no, I have to, because when I was waking up to it all, it was so important for me to realize like a, how deceiving like how deceived I was by, by seeing, like we were lied to face to face through all these demons for years. And it's like unbelievable how hard it is to spot that they're, that that they're lying to you, you know, unless you're really paying attention, but like you're, especially like when you're not, you know, really aligned with God and your discernment isn't as sharp as it should be. Like, it's just so easy to be deceived. And it was just important to me to show my face to say like, does it look like I'm lying? Like, why would I make this up? You know? So, right. Right. And, you know, um, it's funny that like you had such a transformation um, in your own uh, personality, I guess you could say, because so many people um, have not had that kind of uh, transformation yet. Um, And for you to be like relatively new to um, like, I'm not going to, it's not even conspiracy. I'm going to call it real to learning. How about that? Yeah. Real to learning facts. Um, I think that's so important and it, and it speaks to so many people because to, and I've kind of said this before, but like one of the questions that people always ask me is why do you think it is that some people cannot see what's right in front of them, or even if you show them something. And my response is that it's a personality flaw. It's a personality trait because they have a wall up 
around themselves for quote protection. Yeah, like the tra- um, they haven't like faced their own traumas or right, exactly, and it and it stems from some kind of trauma, um, either current or past, mm-hmm. and it's it's like a defense mechanism because if they put that wall up, you can't hurt them or right. no one can hurt them if they're hiding behind this, this wall of, or this veil of, you know, like basically blindness. I don't mm-hmm. know what else to say. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I think I, there are a little, a, a lot of people like you that are newer to things that are like, Oh my God, like I can't believe that I thought any of that stuff was good or true. Yeah. And I mean, um, it was, it was just so obvious that we were being lied to in, in some way or shape or form. And I've just always, since I was little have hated being lied to You know, if my friends even would like just fib to me, I would like throw a fit. Like, I'd be like, you don't have to lie. Like I'd, Oh, I just always had that in me. So right. to be, to, to be lied to, like it, it was, it's pretty, it was pretty compelling for me to like want to figure out what I was being lied to about. So it was kind of a no brainer. And like, I mean, you know, I remember being in high school in the computer lab and like all of us looking up YouTube had like just kind of taken off. And, um, uh, we would watch like Sandy hook videos. Like it was it staged and like, you know, stuff like that. Or, and we, I remember this one kid would like fold up the dollar bills at the lunch table to show the Illuminati eye. And like, you know, so like, it was always like, kind of around me. Like I was never closed off to all that, but also I just figured it out. That's actually like, I didn't figure it out, but I just started learning it all at such a young age that it was easy for me to kind of break the shackles of what I used to think and kind of break out of the matrix that way. Now this may sound like a really personal question, but what kind of home did you grow up in? I mean, were your parents, um, like, did you have you know, personal conversations about things or goings on in the world or anything like that? Or was it like more church focused or, or how was your upbringing? Um, I had a very, very blessed upbringing, Um, you know, nuclear family, parents both worked. Um, Mom was home for a lot of my childhood, but then went back to teaching when I was like still pretty young um, because she taught at my school. So we would just go together. Um, raised Catholic. Um, Same. Yeah. That's what, that's what's wrong with me today because what? I was raised Catholic and then I went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, well, it's kind of crazy. I mean, the way it was, my mom was, she's very, she's very, very Catholic and she's very knowledgeable about it too. And it's, She's very good at, you know, explaining the line because, you know, especially with what we've learned now with the Catholic Church, like mm-hmm. it's just, you you know, we're all very turned off by it, obviously. So um, she's very good at like, you know, just, just that, the whole discussion in general. But um, uh, she woke up by following Catholic news and seeing what these priests were doing. And she started waking up like that. I remember she told me um, like when I was either at the beginning of college or like maybe I was still in high school, but she told me about the, you know, how there's like 
like um what like aborted kidney cells in like food mm-hmm. like craft and nestle and stuff mm-hmm. um she she told me about that like a, like before i i knew any of this stuff and i remember being like ew like and i, I stopped eating all those since but it didn't it didn't click in my head how many people had to be in on something so evil and awful like it, it was just kind of like a what sick i'm not gonna eat those and then like later i was like oh my gosh mom knew about that like a decade ago <laughs> i was just gonna say kudos to your mom <laughs> yeah definitely so um yeah so then yeah i know i grew up in a great household you know did sports did all the things i have siblings and you know we're all pretty we're, we're all awake so um it was actually crazy though how we like my mom like i said my mom woke up through the religion side of it. And then I was going down the Hollywood rabbit hole. And at the same time, my brother, my brother voted for Hillary and like, he list, he was just like in the car listening to YouTube videos, like podcasts. And um, a Dan Bongino video came up next on his video list. And it was Bongino's um, Spygate book, like pitch. Like it was like a 30 minute video of him, like explaining Spygate and, it, you know, mm-hmm. to explain Spygate in 30 minutes is like, what a what a job because like exactly you know so like <laughs> I don't even know how my brother followed it so closely but he Bongino said you know go look up this 2007 article and print it out and compare it to the dossier it's the exact same thing and my brother literally went home and well he also after he voted for Hillary he was like I never want to be that misinformed going into a, an election again and this is before he learned anything he just had like a gross feeling about his decision and um yeah, so he went and printed out those two documents, compared them, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, like he's right. They 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 faked the whole thing." And so he woke up to that at the same time and starts going down the whole politics rabbit hole. And so it was just funny because I came home from school one weekend and I just I looked at my mom and I just go, "Do you do you feel like something weird's going on?" And she just goes, "Yes." And then she brings me downstairs and shows me the Joe M video. You know, I'm talking about the Joe MQ video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she shows me that. And I was like, whoa. And so um, we were kind of both just like, what do you know? What do you know? You know, That's so <laughs> and, awesome, uh, though, because like, my, my parents, area. I'm, I'm old. And so my parents are very, very different. And they were, they're like, ooh, completely on the opposite side of the spectrum from me. And I, I seriously oh. think a stork dropped me off. <clears throat> I don't think I, I don't act like them. I don't look like them. I have a sense of humor and they don't, but oh. it's, I can't have those kind of conversations. Like my dad and I will talk about stuff every once in a while, but my mom disowned me like a hundred percent completely. And I have not talked to her yet. Um, and it's, I haven't talked to her since I got back from going to um, a little event in DC, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, hey, a lot yeah. of crowds. Sis. <laughs> yeah. And so um, like she disowned me after that and I haven't oh. talked to her since. Wow. I've tried and she just does not respond and I'm just like, okay. So, so it's really cool that you have that like, rapport with your family where you guys can like bounce information off of each other. Yeah. It's, I, I think about it every day that I'm so, so blessed to have that situation. I mean, there's definitely been like, 
you know, it's definitely not like they're easy subjects to discuss, but um, that doesn't, I mean, I still would rather have the hard discussions than no discussions. So um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't feel luckier. And then, you know, I've definitely lost friends throughout making the Instagram and everything. And um, oh, sure. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, you know, they all kind of, I call it fair weathered friendships, you know, they kind of keep sneaking back around and then they go in waves with me where they're like kind of talking to me for a little bit. And then they like, you know, distance themselves again and then talk to me and then distance themselves. And I'm like, which is whatever, like, it's just a lot to understand. So like, I don't, right. I guess I just, for whatever reason could, I mean, it, I don't want to say I digested it easier because I didn't. I, it's, I spent years and I spent hours and hours and hours watching videos, reading documents and, and not sleeping and, and taking four months off because I couldn't, you know, like handle it anymore. And it was, it was a lot, but I, it, it consumed me enough to where I got through it fast enough, um, to where I grieved my, you know, grieved our, our old way of life. And, right, it, is, right. and it, is a, it is a grieving process. I always tell people that like, you know, if they message me, like, I'm so new to this, like, how do you, how do you laugh about it? How are you still doing this? And I'm like, you know what, you, A, you take breaks, but like you allow yourself to be mad when you're mad and you allow yourself to be sad when you're sad and cry when you want to cry and mm-hmm. don't give your, don't be feel guilty when you're laughing, when you know, like, you know, children are suffering somewhere else and like you just feel guilty because you're like I should be sad like they're sad and you know you just have to let yourself feel the emotions and ride the roller coaster because once you ride it there's joy in knowing the truth and like you know I I can I'm at a point now where like I just I'm so positive we win this war that like it, it I'm able to laugh about it you know you know and what you said is is exactly what we've talked about on here before where it's like the old you has to die mm-hmm. and you have to um, mourn that loss. And that's another thing, another quote trauma that you have yes. to learn how to deal with and get through and get over <clears throat> before you can actually feel like you're free. Definitely. You know, and living living a life, and I had a guest on here that um, they brought this up on their show before. It's uh, my friend Truth and Media from the Bricks in the Wall podcast, and one thing that they said on their show, and I think it will stick with me forever, is people living through their soul and not through their ego. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is so important because. Um, people that have that ego or that wall up around them that, you know, like your information can't get to me because I'm protected back here. Right. Those are people that are never going to have personal growth mm-hmm. and, and never going to learn new things until they let go of that. Definitely. Yeah. I have a friend right now that um, I've gotten actually a lot closer right. with her sister, um, because her sister was just like, I, I literally went, like, I knew they were Trump supporters and I was like, I got to tell them what I found out about all of the stuff going on that's really going on. And, and I went over to her house and I just literally, the first thing I told her about was adrenochrome and, um, I went straight for the Achilles heel and she believed me right away. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, good. Like Jen is on board. Like, you know, maybe I'll get Erica to come around and, and, um, you know, to this day, Erica still thinks I'm like the crazy one. She's like, she's like, there's no way they're 
they're drinking blood. It's like, dude, like they tell you, man. Like, <laughs> you exactly. Know, they tell you. And it's like, it's because, and I look at Erica's lifestyle and I'm like, oh, well, you're living downtown Chicago, going to the clubs, like you're going on yachts every weekend and, you know, staying right. up at 4am doing God knows what. Like, I get it. I used to do it too, but like, I, you, I wouldn't be caught dead now. And it's like, she just doesn't want to give that up. So I'm like, all right, well, like, I know it's in her somewhere to, to, you know, she will get there eventually, but like, it's just funny because like you said, you can just tell like, they're just, you know, living through their ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people are like that and they don't want to give up. Um, like the party lifestyle and the, oh my God, look what all these materialistic things can do for me. Mm -hmm. and the me personally, I don't give a rat's ass. Um, you know, I, I wear like, the same three sweatshirts like every, or me too. You know what like, I mean? Like, I'm like, I, I don't need much anymore. I used yeah, to. Exactly. Like I love all of my old clothes. I have an old truck that I drive. You know, I love the simple things. Like I hate going shopping. I hate, you know, pampering type stuff. I can't stand that. I just like to sit outside. Yeah. Literally all the time yeah. and watch the wildlife. Yeah. Where That's my thing. I live in the, <laughs> out in the sticks in Tennessee. Oh, awesome. Yeah. See, I'm originally an Indiana native. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm thinking that you and I were probably pretty close to each other. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, so, the Midwest. Yeah, I, I thought you were in Texas for some reason, but yeah, yeah no, I, love, I love the Midwest. I, I do too, and I I love it here so much because, especially where we're at, it is a very um, conservative area. Like everybody exercises their um, two way rights. Nice. Um, you know, and everybody here is like, not that we have very many neighbors where I'm at, but the, you know, like when you're driving into town, like literally everyone waves, you know, yeah. people will stop and ask you if you need help and stuff. Yeah. Whereas when you live like in a fancy house in the big city, you will never, ever meet your neighbors. Right. Yeah. Ever. They don't talk to you. You don't know who lives next door to you yeah. because everybody's so consumed with their materialistic lifestyle. Yeah. And out here, it's so different. Everybody's like, hey, you need to borrow my tractor or yeah. you know, whatever. Oh, I love that so much. It's like everybody's like buddies. Yeah. And I, that's so much more my scene because like even, and we, my husband and I joke about this, like, we're so glad that we don't have to do like the work Christmas parties anymore. Yeah. Where you have to put on a formal attire and go and hang out and do Usually stuff. In the city. Yeah. Yeah. And do stuffy things. Mm -hmm. I, I hate that. That's not it my really thing now. So like, I think about like the seven deadly sins a lot and I'm always like, oh, like America is so... I mean, all of them, but like greedy, the very greedy gluttony too. think about yeah. we're all so overweight because we can't stop eating. And like our favorite yep. thing to do is to go out to dinner. Yeah. Like, it's like are the whole, you know, every city thrives. Their whole economy is restaurants. See, and I'm, I'm so different. Like I, I listened to your interview with the, uh, the lady from Poland. Oh, thanks for listening. And I was like, you know what? Like, what she said struck home with me so much where she was like, you know, like we don't go out to eat. That's not what, 
you know, Polish people are used to doing like um, celebrating birthdays and stuff. Everybody wants to go out. Me, I like to cook. I freaking can't stand the birthdays. And we rarely ever go out. Yeah. Rarely ever because like, that's my thing. I retired and so I stay home and I cook. That's awesome. And that's what I do. And I Mm -hmm. love it. And I'm just not the whole, you know, get dressed up just to go have a meal. And here's another thing. And this irritates the crap out of me. Going to church where you feel like you have to be someone that you're not because you have to wear, you know, a suit and tie or fancy clothes or whatever to go to church to quote, be accepted by other people. Right. Like the church that we go to now, go in your blue jeans, go in your sweatpants if you want to. Yeah. I, I, I haven't been to a church that, you know, has, well, actually I did recently go to a, like a seminary mass and I had to wear a dress to that one. But I mean, even like the, the quote unquote traditional churches, like I I've worn jeans to, and no one seems to, you know, bat an eye. Uh, yeah. And see, I'm not, you know, like for a long time, we didn't go. He, he actually moved here from California to help start a church. Oh. Um, And that was a long time ago. He was married to someone else at the time. Then they got divorced and like the church disowned him. And like everybody in the church that he was friends with um, turned into dick holes, you know? And so um, like we didn't go for a long time. And of course me being raised a Catholic, I'm like, I don't like organized religion, Mm -hmm. like at all. Can't stand it. And then we found this new place here and I'm just like, this is home. Oh, I'm so glad you found one by you, especially being out like in the sticks. Yeah. And I'm like, this is because it's not about, you know, following their rituals and stuff like that. It was just the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I agree. Like, you know, growing up Catholic, um, the lack of biblical knowledge was astounding. I mean, yes. Shocking really to look back. Yes. Um, You know, it's funny. I I joke about it because like, I, I'm in this like weird middle ground of like, am I still Catholic? Am I not? Like I, I have so much resentment towards the church and the, I would never want to be at a Catholic mass again because they're so freaking boring. Agreed. But, um, but like, for and whatever, very long. Yeah, yeah. For whatever <laughs> reason, I find myself like, like in just in you know group texts, like talking about Catholicism and stuff. I always find myself defending it, and I'm like, okay, like I'm not. I'm like, it's one of those things where people like hate Donald Trump, but they're like, I hate Trump, but I can't help but defend the guy. And it's like I hate the Catholic Church, but I can't help but defend it. You know, like I don't know what it is. Like I just, I'm like, well, like there's so many things that like people just have misconceptions of. There's plenty the church is guilty of, plenty more than enough, and I, that's I think another reason why I'm still kind of drawn to it. I'm like, it's it was it's so clearly the most satanically exploited religion and most hated religion that for whatever reason, deep down inside me, that tells me it's like, there's something to it historically, because I'm like, well, if it's the most perverted, then, you know, it's because it's for a reason. It was the most attacked for a reason. So part of me still feels like, you know, there's just something there. And I'm just, I'm just, I just learn. I just, I'm focused on learning the Bible now since I never did growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in Bible study. I 
went back. I just joined a church again, but it's like a non-denominational Christian church. That's, that's, that's where we scripture. go. Yeah, we yeah. go to a denominational one now because him and I grew up in very different types of churches, you know, and, oh, yeah. and the conversation because he's kind of like a um, religious scholar because he studied like every religion. And, oh, cool. and so we have these deep discussions all the time. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. I know the Catholic church is full of this and they've done this and this and this and whatever. And yes, they are very ritualistic in their um, practices and stuff that they do, but there's not a church on the planet that, you know, that are from these different quote sex that you can't tell me have never had a scandal. Right, right, right. That's yeah, why for a long time I was like, nah, I don't need a church because yeah. I have my own relationship. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Absolutely. And and my relationship has never been stronger since, since waking up. So that's amazing. And I just, I just am curious about the Bible now because I have never had that education. So it's mm-hmm. been like, you know, it's been a nice like journey of learning that. And, um, it's definitely a slow one, but it's like, it's much more, um, self-reflective and like intimate than any other time I've ever practiced religion. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I can honestly say like last weekend when we get, when we went, um, when we got out, I actually, um, like, had a little emotional moment and like started crying. And I was like, Whoa, well, I must've needed that release. And yeah. <laughs> it was all about, it was all about talking about, um, you know, like don't be afraid if you're being persecuted, because if you're being persecuted, um, then you're standing for your values, for my values yeah, type thing. Yeah. And I was like, this sermon was talking right to me. Love that. Like, Love that. S- seriously talking straight to me. And if you are one of those people that want everyone to like you and everyone right. has to like hang on every word that you say, um, that's no different than a false prophet and you're yeah. seeking reassurance from other people, definitely. you know, to boost your ego. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. And I feel I like we're in, we're entering. I don't have an ego. This- <laughs> Everyone has an ego. <laughs> My ego, I tell it to be quiet and sit in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just one of those people like I don't care. I don't need, um, you know, like I don't need a bazillion followers and I don't need like tons of money coming in from stuff that I do or whatever. Like, and I'm not like, I can't, I hate social media. Mm -hmm. I hate, I hate tech period, but I hate social media. And so like, I get on there once a day, sometimes twice, but it's for very short periods of time, like a minute or two at a time. And that's it. Cause I can't, I don't care. And I know that sounds bad, but I don't need somebody else's reassurance. Right. Totally. Definitely. So that's where my ego is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) How long have you and your husband been married? 
Um, 12 years on Thanksgiving, actually. Oh, well, happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Awesome. So, yeah, and it's, you know, it's so good because, um, and a lot of people ask me that same question, like, I don't think I'm ever going to find anyone. Um, like, I, I just really want someone to be my person. And I'm like, you don't understand how many, quote, people I went through trying to find my person. Mm -hmm. And it's such a weird story. But um, we met randomly on a game through Facebook when Facebook had games. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we just started talking um, through this game app. And yeah, I know it, it was called Sex Games. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> they don't have that anymore. But yeah. And so um, we just started talking and he's like, hey, can I fly out to see you for Thanksgiving? And I'm like, yes. Oh and gosh. I knew like instantly before I ever, ever even met him in person, I just knew I had that feeling. And I'm like, this is the person that I'm yeah. supposed to be with. I feel like I say that about every guy I talk to. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strange, um, and it's really hard to explain, but it was just this overwhelming, um, almost like voice in the back of my head going, you know what? don't mess this up because this right here is your soulmate. Oh, that's so sweet. And he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's and he's like my twin. Oh, yeah. Love I that. don't mean twin as in look alike. No, oh. I don't, I don't have a beard or a mustache. So <laughs> <laughs> and like, I saw a, I saw a thing on Twitter today that, um, this <clears throat> lovely female, uh, had a mustache. It was real dark. Uh, hair's grown in on her lip. And she's like, don't afraid, don't be afraid to be you. Ew. And she doesn't plan on shaving it. So there you go. Um, I don't have a beard or a mustache and I will not have. So if I start getting wild hairs like that, yes, I will shave them or pluck them. There, thank you. Thank you. Give us a kiss. Give us a kiss, honey. This weirdness <laughs> has to stop with the cross dressing. <laughs> I can't deal. I cannot deal. Enough is enough. No, honey, I don't want to see you in my panties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guys wearing nail polish. Ugh. I have a story to tell you about uh, boys in panties. Are you ready? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I don't know why why it made me think of this. So uh, I was very heavily involved with a particular person um, at the time. And it was like, you know, uh, like all of our conversations were great and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm really starting to get into this person and, you know, I think I'm ready to go and meet them. And so randomly I get a picture with him in panties. Oh my God. And I just said, what is this? <laughs> and he said, mine. And I said, yours as in you're wearing them and he's like yes and I'm like 
well, that's interesting. And then I didn't talk to him for a while. Good. (laughs) And then randomly, I start getting more pictures in panties or panties and wearing heels and whatever. And, And I'm not... I'm not trashing people who to do that. I am. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody, do your do your no, thing. No, Janet, it, it, we need. I'm to just saying. <laughs> I'm not but, encouraging it at all, and I do judge you if you do this. <laughs> but as but as far as if you're gonna try to hook up with me, I'm not into that sort of thing. Yeah. And so anyway, um, they like they just keep coming, and I'm just like, seriously, dude, what the fuck? Right. And then this is the kicker. I get a picture of um, the sphincter hole with the Coke can inside. Wait, the what? Yes. His pooter. His pooter pie, chocolate donut, starfish, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Oh my God, all these names. And I was like, okie dokie, we're going to have to have a phone call. What in the hell is going on? And then he proceeds to tell me that he is um, transitioning to be a female. And I'm like, okie dokie then. Uh, This is probably over because that's not my thing. (laughs) And yeah, I'm a female and I really like a a dude. (laughs) Preferably a burly, strong, manly dude. Manly dude, not a female dude. So like my current husband, like Greg and I laugh all the time because um, we just refer to him as panty boy. (laughs) And so we always have these conversations like... I have nicknames for pretty much everybody that I dated in the past. I think that's like a girl thing. We all do. Yeah, I have Panty Boy and Peg Leg. <laughs> We're my two favorites. Yeah. I got to I got to tell you that story too. I don't ever get to tell these stories cuz everybody's so serious all the time. <laughs> Peg Leg. Yeah. No. So, I'm I'm dating this guy and like I said, I'm old. So, you know, it may sound like a lot of dudes, but I'm old. <laughs> and so anyway, like I'm dating this guy. We go back to my house and we're like getting into the business, getting down to the business at hand, of course, the lights off. And then all of a sudden I hear this noise and I'm like, what was that? He Wait, reaches you're, down. You're, you're glitching. What did you just say? Oh, oh, Sorry. Um, we're getting into the business at hand, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Get ready to do some stuffy McStufferson. And okay. so I hear a noise and all of a sudden I'm like, what was that? And he reaches down and he pulls his leg off <laughs> and he tries to throw it across my waterbed, which mind you was a full motion waterbed. <laughs> Bounces off of the waterbed. And rockets into the air and flies across the room and breaks my mirror. (laughs) Just gonna say it really dampened the mood. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm glad he just didn't try to, you know, take his peg leg and do something else with it with you. That was where I thought this was how to. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's why I called peg leg because he took his leg off and we were on the waterbed. So that's why I called well, did you, peg leg. You had to have known he had an amputee. I did not. No. <laughs> I did not. I had no clue because it, it Everything always looked normal to me. Wear long pants. <laughs> yeah, that you know, like it never, it never dawned on me. And of course, we're in the dark when this is going on, and I'm just like, okay. Oh yeah. my gosh! So there you go. No stuff in McStufferson for me that time. <laughs> these are You're good just ways. Like, we have to stop. <laughs> yeah, these are these are good ways to abstain from uh, intercourse, people. <laughs> Oh my god, that is that is good. Broke your mirror. <laughs> you you just have to laugh. I have had so many like crazy experiences like that kind of thing in my life, and I'm just like now I just laugh at everything. Yeah, <laughs> but at the time I was like so irritated that all these weird, creepy dudes kept happening. But now I'm just like, oh, my God, like I could write a book about the circus. <laughs> you should write a book. Janet's Circus Clowns. <laughs> <laughs> that is too good. I, wow. oh, sorry, I had to I share read that, that with you. So tell me this. Um, when you were growing up and you were, you know, going to college and you weren't really into paying attention to a lot of stuff yet was your mom just kind of like tapping her foot just waiting for you oh yeah to like come along and wake up yes absolutely she prayed so hard for me to wake up um she always it was always from a religious angle that she would try to come at so it was not I was never receptive to it like I mean I was in college like I was so far distanced from church and any of that so Mm -hmm. um and I, I would tell her, I'm like, like your approach is not working. Like, try again. <laughs> like, try something new. Um, so, yeah, she was definitely – but I don't think – I mean, she for sure didn't know the extent of what was going on. Um, but she, she definitely knew, like, you know, something was afoot. So, like, when you uh, went home and you were – you know, like relearned, how about that? We'll call it relearned instead of awake. Um, like, how did she respond to you? Uh, she was like excited to, to show me that Joe M video. And, um, you know, I remember being like, I don't even know. I, I'm sure he has, if he has my brother, he says he's like the first one that like figured it all out or whatever, but like, I, I remember like after seeing the video talking to him and then being like, you got to talk to mom. Like all three of us are, are like finding stuff going on. And then, and then my sister, um, shortly after went down the medical rabbit hole. So we all had mm-hmm. our own pillars of yeah, corruption that's, to go down. Yeah. And see, that's my thing is the medical industry and, uh, like what goes on, and things that people don't know truth wise about the medical industry and stuff. I could literally talk about that 
24-7. Nice. Yeah, I, that's, I, I didn't like, I don't, I don't care to, to read research of like right. scientific research and stuff. So I was like, I love that I can just text my sister and be like, can you tell me what this says? Cause I, I mean, I can, I can figure it out, but I just, for the sake of enjoyment, don't like to. <laughs> <laughs> it's as exciting as watching putty dry. Yes, it is. <laughs> for some people it is. So yeah, that was just, that's just not. Me, I like the entertainment side of things. Yeah, I, I am excited to see what, um, you know, kind of what liberal arts come out of this whole movement. I want to, I, I want to be part of and and watching like you know plays and musicals that come out about all this stuff and like, um, you know, comedy and. Uh, you movies. think they'll do a play about about Let's Go Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be, I think, I don't, I've never been like in theater. Well, I mean like part of my degree was studying cinema, but I never like did like film, like I never filmed with a camera or anything, but um, I studied like movies and like the symbolism. That was a huge help in my waking awakening. Cause I just, I'd already studied all that. So I was like, Oh, this is, this makes sense. Um, but yeah, I for some reason feel like one day I will like write a play or like or be part of a play somehow because I just like love I love musicals I love theater and like storytelling will never go out of business no matter how corrupt Hollywood is like storytelling will be around forever. You'll have to uh, let me know when your debut is and I will come <laughs> and watch it. <laughs> I will. I want maybe you'll be in on helping with it. See, that's why you, when you said you were into like the entertainment industry, that's why I felt comfy sharing my stories with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Was that not entertaining? <laughs> <laughs> it was very entertaining. And you, there should be a scene in the play about it. <laughs> and you didn't have to pay a penny for it. There you go. <laughs> Free entertainment. I had to pay for it, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So you're in the you're in the uh, lovely state of Illinois, correct? Yes, ma'am. Very so, corrupt. So, what do you think of uh, Mr. Plumsker? Oh my gosh, that fat boy is sick. <laughs> it, it, he, I mean, truly, looking at him is repulsive. He's disgusting. And you know, I know people that actually that don't live here that know him though, because they're daughter like dates his nephew or something and like they're just like they even say like the people around them can't stand the pritzkers like they are just vile human beings um yeah but as far as like our our politics go to like i mean i it's tough for i'm in a position like i i moved home during the pan, during the lockdown because i was living in chicago and then the second i like going into covid i knew it was not going to be what it seemed so i was like get me out of the city like this is not where i need to be um and so i still live at home and um i don't have the burden of our of our you know how property taxes and all that crap yet that everyone is like so fed up with. So mm-hmm. I still see it as like, we have a chance because I'm just in the mindset of like, no, we have to try and fight and stuff. So I just, I, I went to, <clears throat> I mean, Illinois is 75% farmers. So, or farmland. So, right. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's all Republican except Chicago, but you know what, even after, 
it's it's just funny because even after living in Chicago and I worked in restaurants in Chicago, like all of those restaurant owners voted for Trump. I mean, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them voted for Trump. And I'm just like, yeah, because like they're business owners, you know. So um, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but there's I mean, obviously, like I think actually Mike Lindell's cyber symposium um, showed that Biden did in fact win Illinois, but. Uh, to me, I'm just only surrounded by people that like get it. So I, I'm like, you know what, we have a chance. But um, and like we have rallies and meetups, and um, I just went to election judge training last weekend. That was really encouraging. There was over a hundred people there, and that was their fifth time hosting. And this is and this was not even like the county to county election judge training. This was like how are we going to make sure this doesn't get rigged training? And um, it was amazing. I mean, it's like these grannies like that we've been election judges for 18 years that are like, she's so cute. She's like, this is 10 years of prayer finally being answered, like everybody getting involved locally. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. Um, and like, That's fantastic that you're, that you're doing that though. And because, you know, doing things on the local level is so important. Totally. So, so important. And so many people just like, don't want to. And I'm like, it's fun. Like it's not, of course it's not like, you know, the first thing on my to-do list, would I rather be drinking a pina colada on the beach? Of course. But like, you know what? Where everyone's, I, I, there's this my new rule. You can't complain until you've already written your legislators about it. Hundred <laughs> percent, right? You know, like stop bitching about nothing ever happens. Okay, well, what are you doing about it? You know, are you just retweeting or are you doing something? So, well, and see, that's the thing is that you did not like politics. Yeah, and now look at all, and now look at you. Totally, I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm not the same person I was. <laughs> And and that goes for a lot of people because my friend that owns the Campfire Blend Coffee, mm-hmm. um, she was never a huge fan of politics either. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's running for for school board. Yay! Oh my god! Against a very um, against a very wealthy, very well connected opponent. Oh my gosh! But she's her. doing it anyway. Please tell me if she wins. That's amazing. You know, and and it takes that. It takes for people to get out and to actually do stuff and get involved, but volunteer at a polling place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was unbelievable what we learned at the training. I mean, just this, like, there is, I, I mean, I can tell you there is a plan to ensure cheating does not occur. And like, yeah, I didn't even know for, and I don't know if this varies per state or not, but for each, at least in Illinois, for each candidate on the ballot, they're permitted two poll watchers. That is so many eyes. The place should be packed with poll watchers and nothing should slide. And so it's like, if we can just fill all those positions, that's a, apparently that's what Virginia did and got them, you know, to, to flip. But, um, yeah, it is like, you know, not the, like I said, it's not like the number one thing I want to be doing, but at the same time, like I couldn't imagine like sitting at home, not doing it. Like, what am I just going to wait for someone else to do it? So I do, I I do get excited about it. And I actually went last weekend, um, the same day as the election judge training at that night, I went to my town tree lighting. I've lived here my whole life. I've never gone to the town tree lighting and met the mayor. And I'm like geeking out over that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, the mayor, like, (laughs) you know, like just so excited. And I live in a small town. So it's just funny. And like, I went to school with his nephew. And so like, I, and he's super cool. And I I knew he was like-minded. Um, 
thank God. But uh, yeah, so I'm like excited to go to like the town hall meetings now and stuff because I just like I couldn't get a hold of him like really through our, our town website because it wasn't like his direct email and I could just tell he didn't check it. So I like finally got his I got even got his cell phone number. I'm like, sweet. So um, kind of just like, you know, networking and you know, I want to. So you you slid in next to him at the tree lighting and you're like, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, hey, um, I, what did I even say? I mean, I started by saying, like, I went to school with your nephew, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and then I was just like, given, you know, the current political climate, I've just become addicted to politics. And I just am like super interested in the local stuff now. And he was just, and he's so, so like willing to just talk about, you know, he loves it, you know, like he just like, he's like, yeah, it's so much more meaningful on a local level. We have fun. And like, they're all a bunch of like burly guys like that do the, you know, the, the park district board and like, you know, the whatever, like they're all just, and they keep the neighborhoods looking nice. And like, I, I just like love them. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. So I'm going to go to their like meetings or whatever and see what that's all about. But um, I, I want to meet like my town police next. Like I have like all these plans to like meet everybody that's like involved. So <clears throat> it's been, it's been fun. And I, I definitely have made like a lot of friends that are also locally, in tune and you know it's funny because I'm definitely the youngest and so I'm like friends with all these like older people now because I just like that's who who wants to be involved so I'm like okay these are I'm friends with all moms now <laughs> and my friends oh, my friends that are my age are like where like who are your friends I'm like um moms and dads <laughs> exactly it's there's nothing wrong with being friends with older people I love it <laughs> I love it I don't need these bozos. We we have the best stories. Yeah, you do. And like, you know, my friends are posting like boomerangs of them at the club. I'm like, I don't care about your stupid drink clinking. How about um, photos of what they're eating? Oh, my restaurant. Bear me. Yeah. Phone eats first. Okay, Linda, shut up. (laughs) So see, you're an old soul in your own right, because the things that your age group does irritate you. (laughs) yeah well yeah I guess so but I was I was one of the I was right there next to them doing it too you know not too long ago so yeah you you grew up you matured yeah I I have hope for them though because they you know obviously it's like unavoidable with how everyone's been lied to like you can't deny it so at least they have that much knowledge of it and some some have clinged on more than others but you know it's I've made, you know, probably a hundred friends per one I lost. So it's okay. (laughs) Right. And you know, uh, people like that don't stay in your life uh, permanently because people are stepping stones and they'll come and go from your life Mm -hmm. as needed as their path wears out. Right. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's just how it goes. So you guys don't have any restrictions per se where you're at, do you? So technically the state of Illinois is under a mask mandate, but no one, including the city of Chicago. Like if you go downtown Chicago, you can go into like it on a Saturday night, you can walk in no mask and it's like a bumping club, you know, packed like sardines. No one except the staff is in masks. And like, so the whole state is like completely ignored the mask mandates. Um, every single state that borders us no longer has a mask mandate. So a couple mayors have like come out and said like, okay, Pritzker needs to like reverse the mandate, even though no one's abiding by it, it doesn't matter. Like he needs to take it away. Um, 
as far as like, I mean, yeah, like I, I, like my day to day life is unbothered. Like I live a normal life. So I, for being in corrupt Illinois, we're, oh, but, but literally yesterday, a representative introduced a bill to take away health insurance for the unvaccinated in Illinois. So everyone's like scrambling, writing their representatives about it. I don't, I don't really like, I mean, we don't get me wrong. We are rooted, rude. I mean, 20, every governor of ours has gone to prison. Yes, I was just going to say. We are rooted in corruption. We were born on a corrupt foundation. But um, I just like, I don't, I don't see what's happening in New York and California happening here, at least outside. I mean, Cook County, where Chicago is, is its own beast. They have their own, they have their own like, set of rules for everything they so, have their own beetlejuice yeah she is pure evil i always i always am crude and joke well the left got what they wanted a black lesbian and now look at where we've gotten exactly but, um so yeah she's a nightmare and and that but you know she i, I heard she only got like three hundred thousand three hundred and thirty thousand votes or something like that's what happens when people don't vote you know right so i don't know that's just its own i don't know how Chicago will, Chicago would be the only thing holding us back because the entire state is red besides there. So I don't know though. It's like really hard for me to actually imagine them getting as far as New York is at right now. Like that would, that seems far-fetched to me. However, I'm young and naive. So what do I know? But um, if I, I have no plans to move. My family has no plans to move. Um, Obviously, if the vaccine stuff becomes unavoidable and there's, I, I just, they, they can't enforce anything until they replace the police force with their Marxist communist cops that they want in place of them. So until that happens, like I don't, and I know the Chicago, like, I mean, the Chicago police are divided. Like there's some that are heavily corrupt, but there's the majority that aren't. And even the ones that, like there's, I don't know if you know, but recently, the Chicago police like walked away on a, on a protest. They like were, and you know, for them to do that, knowing how the city is already in such a crisis right now, like it was not an easy decision, but the, but Lightfoot wanted them to enter their vaccine status in a digital database. And even the ones that got vaccinated said, hell no, we're not doing that. So they were on this like unpaid leave. And then there was this court hearing, blah, blah, blah. And then she, she dropped it. So um, there still is ongoing, like, you know, shenanigans with it, but like the cops are working again. And, and I know that they have our back with the vaccine stuff. So like they have to somehow replace those police with police they want in order for there to be any enforcing of the vaccine. So to me, it seems like so far away for them to be able to do that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like, like we could, there's plenty other options of us fighting back before that's possible. So in the near future, I just see like, it's, it's possible to fight it, to fight it, but anything can happen. Oh, and Pritzker loves to sign stuff in the middle of the night. So. Yep. And he's such a, he's such a shady character, but like you said, like Illinois is known for corruption. Even mm-hmm. when I was growing up, cause we didn't live super far from right. Illinois. Um, everything was corrupt, like the, from the top down. I mean, look at one of the 
precedents that came out of there. Yep. Hillary, <clears throat> everyone was, everyone evil literally came from Chicago. It's, it's, it's so sad because I just do not think of Chicago like the rest of the country does. I love Chicago. I don't see it as this, I don't like the way the world looks at Chicago is how I used to look at Detroit. And I do not like, I'm like disgusted that other people think of it that way, but I understand of course, but like, it's just not like that to me. I grew up when it was not like that and it was a wonderful place to visit and it was, the architecture was beautiful and I could go down there when I was in seventh grade with all my friends, take the train down and walk around and it would be fine. And like Navy hair is really cool. Yeah. The bean, you know, all of it. And, And so I, I mean, just this past Saturday, like the loop downtown, there was like a huge, like, and it's, it's all like teenagers from the ghetto that like come up to, to the North side and they like, they just start pushing each other around. Like they just like start an altercation on purpose because Mm -hmm. it just causes like chaos. That's like, they don't like have weapons necessarily. And like the cops aren't going to shoot right now with given the circumstances of everything. So it's just messed up. Right. Well, don't worry because prosecutors are in in place there where, Mm -hmm. you know, if something catastrophic happens, they'll let them out on no bail anyway. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, to even be a judge in Illinois, you have to um, apply, if you will, as a Democrat. Like they won't even, they'll just throw it. Right. Right. And it's so, they do have like a long history of, uh, senators, representatives, governors, literally every body in politics, like prison sentence, jail time. <laughs> yeah. Cause they just sell their seats. Yeah, exactly. So I was really encouraged though at the election judge training. Um, the, I mean, the plans these women have in place for, for the secure, like securing the election. It's like actually, I think going to work, like it's amazing. Cause they know exactly what we have to do to they're basically going they basically set it up to have an audit every hour of the day right and just audit everything as they roll in and also any shady characters like work will have like affidavits right there to fill out and like do all the things by the books so we can put it through court right away and and um we we do have some great lawyers that are you know helping all of us that are fighting back but it's it sucks because the courts will just change everything on you and make the lawyer's job impossible by you know just changing the judge a hundred times or this and that and just going back and forth just making too much work for one person to do so that's really really sad because that's like psychological warfare at its finest so so i noticed like on your link tree that that's another thing that you have on there as a lawyer tab do I? I have so many things on there. I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. Like I was looking at your link tree today and I was like highly impressed because it has like literally a tab for all kinds of resources on there. Oh, yeah. There's tons on there. Um, I wonder what my lawyer one is. I forget. Um, I'm looking at it right now. So I think that I think that's awesome. So do you do um for people that don't know you do you have like a youtube show that you do um a new show what do you do so i just started a podcast that's only on rumble right now at it's just bootleg media um 
my friend Josh has an awesome studio that he just finished and I was lucky enough to be able to use it for free, which is really nice. Um, so I do that. I'm on rumble only right now. Um, I definitely need to expand it. I don't know. Like it's a video show, like literally like a show show kind of. And I, I'm kind of feeling like eh, about it. I'm not, I, mean, I think I'm just not like in my groove of it, with it, but um yeah, I, I do kind of put like my summary of Instagram content onto like, or the things I see on Instagram, I kind of summarize and put on Rumble because there is a huge audience of people that aren't on social media. Like it's people like my parents and stuff that like, you know, don't really know. Like, Cause I just think social media is. Yeah. Um, I just think social media, like the people that are on it are, uh, learning every the news the fastest you know right and so for the people that aren't on it i figured if i could just summarize what i see on social media and put it in a quicker video that would be beneficial even even if it's not like polished like you know like all these news shows like red pill 78 or dan bongino mm-hmm. and stuff like it's like i'm just telling you what i see on social media and like that's gotten me far enough in the past year and a half to to where I've built enough trust and cause I've just, I've surrounded myself with people that seem to be predicting accurately. I've made the accurate predictions. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, so it seems to be working by just because what it is, is we're taught like where I'm in the, I spend so many hours a day messaging back and forth with people that are just real normal moms that are like, you know, explaining their, their situations and explaining um, what's happening. And it's on the ground, like real stories that are happening to people that the news doesn't talk about. And so Mm -hmm. by just talking, it's like kind of just like talking to your neighbors, but doing it online. And um, it's, it's getting us all like the game of telephone is getting us all very, very far. I think Mm -hmm. as far as being ahead of the curb. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed with that. So um, where can people find all of your stuff at? So I am on Instagram at bootleg media with two underscores at the very end of it. So bootleg media underscore underscore. Um, I'm on rumble bootleg media. I'm on gab at bootleg. I love gab. I just started using it again. Love it. Um, I'm on getter at booty b-o-o-t-i-e and i'm on twitter at media bootleg very nice also don't forget to shop patriot owned businesses on freedomshopdirectory.com that's fantastic so what is your uh final thoughts for people today um to get involved and vote with your dollar by shopping American as much as possible. Cancel your Amazon account, at least the prime account. You can save $150 a year and still use Amazon. You just don't get your, your order in, you know, two hours like they do now. That's some creepy witchcraft if you ask me. So, right. <laughs> so just, <laughs> just uh, a, a stork brought your order i swear yeah it's just freaks me out every time i see an amazon truck i'm like oh. and also their logo is totally a penis and you can't change my mind uh <laughs> 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 they're perverted um so it, you know it just every little bit counts if you're you know I'm guilty because I'm still on Instagram and Twitter, but at least I'm trying to use Gab and Getter and these other 
other things like definitely pro the parallel economy idea. I think it's genius and it's going to work. And um, that in combination with getting involved locally, what you can message me about what that even looks like. And cause I'm just learning how to do it too. So happy to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other there, but yeah. Those are my final thoughts. (laughs) I think that's fantastic. And that's a very important message for a lot of people. Um, If you do want to get involved and you don't know where to start, uh, reach out to her and she will be more than happy to help you. If you have anybody personally that you think would be a good guest for the show that has any um, personal stories, things like that, of anything going on, um, send them my way. I would be more than tickled to have a conversation with anybody pretty much about anything. Um, oh yeah. I could send it. It's not on this, uh, not even have to be on the show if they're uncomfortable with that, but I just love chit chatting with new yeah, people. I'll send you so. some pages you can stalk out and see if you vibe and stuff. Oh yeah. And it's going <laughs> to be a stalker. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. I, just adore you. And I'm just so glad you invited me on. I'm very tickled that you decided to come on here with me. And um, I'm very thankful for you and all of your uh, things that you do. And I wish you all the success in the world. And don't forget people shop freedomshopdirectory.com. Nailed it. So that is your, that is your N in this world to get in on the uh, Patriot owned businesses. Yes. So there you go. Like-minded, free thinking people in this world who love our world and want to be in it. So there you go. Great. So for me and for Miss Jackie from bootleg media, have a good time and we'll see you next episode.